It's time to pull those belts tight, race fans. The Front Stretch is coming at you. Presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs. Now, here's Dan Taylor and Dirk Houston. Welcome to the Front Stretch Race Fans, presented by Joe's Karting and Council Bluffs, online at joeskarting.com, fast-paced white-knuckle racing, just across the river on 23rd Avenue. Get over to Joe's Karting today, find yourself, uh, or get yourself right with a little indoor kart racing, and Dirk, we're uh, kicking off the show with some big breaking news, as far as the Front Stretch could do breaking news on our podcast. Uh, Monday morning to Monday afternoon, it was effectively leaked to the media that Iowa Speedway will be getting a Cup Series race in 2024. So our wishes have finally come true after, what, uh, eight, ten years of begging? Uh, For me, I started begging in 2009 when they ran their first uh, then-nationwide race. Mm -hmm. Uh, There could be two new playoff sites because Texas, uh, this is being reported by Bob Pockris, by the way, Texas likely moving to spring race and if two weeks off for Olympics with no doubleheader weekends or mid race, that means Darlington could be the regular season finale. Uh, Iowa speed or Iowa governor. Uh, I think Kim Reynolds has called a news conference Tuesday morning for a new major sporting event. And uh, NASCAR is expected to be releasing its full schedule. Uh, I believe on Wednesday. Now, the only thing that bothers me is they said that press conference is going to be there in Des Moines at the Capitol. Mm -hmm. Why don't they go 40 miles over to the Speedway and do it? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, who knows? (laughs) Maybe she's got other she's got other uh, things that she's got to do there with a vote or something. Who knows? But (laughs) it'd be kind of cool if they had it there at the Speedway, but. Well, and maybe with the fact that they, you know, are just deciding this today, mm-hmm. you know, we know they've been working on it or it's been not necessarily in the works, but it's been rumored mm-hmm. for a little while. Um, but maybe when they just made their decision today, she her schedule was full tomorrow and she couldn't take two hours out of it to go there and back with the press conference, you know. Yeah. But uh, let's talk a little bit about this. It's I'm I'm honestly, you know, you and I have talked a lot on this show about about Iowa getting a race and frankly, how unrealistic it was. I, I think there's a lot of things that stacked against it. The fact that it wasn't a ISC or Speedway Motors track. Now it's a NASCAR track that is uh, rented by Roger Penske, I believe. Uh, and, but it, it's in the middle of Iowa, which isn't the most um appealing place for people to go to. I love it. I'll go to it, but you know, it 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 isn't the most appealing place. Uh there's bigger markets that NASCAR wants to be in to get more eyeballs on TVs, better ticket sales, better sponsorship opportunities. Uh so I, I think there was a lot of hurdles that were overcome for this race to come together. Well, the fact that NASCAR owns the track, you know, plain and simple, they own it. Mm-hmm. They could drop a race there any race day, any weekend they wanted, except Penske's one IndyCar race weekend. Yeah. They got 51 weekends to choose from. <laughs> and they didn't I, have to argue with anybody. But I felt like we got a little farther away from it when Xfinity and Truck Series didn't go back there for a few years. Like I I, I kind of felt like that it was did. the death knell. Well, if the if the the track rumored to be in Montreal, 
if they sign a contract with them, this race ain't happening. Yeah, that's true. So, like you I know, said, a lot had to be it. overcome and a little bit of luck, too, I guess. Well, a, a lot of luck. Now, what they need to do is the area, they need to sell 50,000 tickets, you know, or should I say, this region needs to buy 50,000 tickets. Yeah. And the race will probably be back, probably be on a, uh, get on a three-year contract then. Hopefully. It, right now, this is a one-year, a one-race deal. It's just taking the place of California Speedway, which is being redone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wasn't so that supposed to be done by now? Well, it was originally, but then COVID hit and threw everything into a, into a stir. Yeah. Construction delays, start, I heard. They didn't even start the construction when they were supposed to, so. Yeah. So Iowa Speedway's got a race. Uh, we're here in June 15th and 16th. That's a Saturday and Sunday, respectively. Um, but we will know when the schedule is released. Right, which, so. again, it's the NASCAR set to, I believe they're aiming for a Wednesday to release their, uh, aiming for this Wednesday, so tomorrow when this is published, uh, to be released in the 2024 schedule. Um. So with it being a, a 15th, 16th race weekend, uh, you're, we were talking about it before we hit the record button. There's going to be a companion series with it, and you would hope Xfinity series, uh, possibly truck series. You think they would pair it with an ARCA or something like that? ARCA's theirs. That's another NASCAR series. Yeah. They have an ARCA. So. You think they would pair with them, though? Well, yeah, it's going to be one of those three series. I don't think they're going to pair it with IndyCars. Yeah. Yeah, IndyCar is usually a little bit later around uh, mid-July because I I wanted to go to that for years after going a couple of times, but it was always over the Silver Dollar Nationals weekend, which for I-80 Speedway's date was would be July 18th, 19th, 20th, and 21st of 2024. So – I've always, I always wanted to go back to that IndyCar weekend, but I just, I wasn't able to make it happen. And then this year when I didn't have I-80 Speedway, I still didn't make it happen despite the massive concert series they built around that IndyCar weekend. Well, their IndyCar weekend was a, it was a three-day concert with a race thrown in. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, you, what was it? Ed Sheeran and Carrie Underwood. And I can't remember the other two artists, but headliners on uh, for most uh, I mean, they can be headliners for major concert series. Oh um, yeah, for, for major and, tours. Yeah, and and they were they were coming to to Iowa Speedway for a for a show uh, over a couple of days. So it was, so about a month before what should be the IndyCar weekend. Again, that could change, but we're betting this is probably going to be an independent NASCAR weekend. They're going to want to stand alone. And and why would you pair the two together and reduce the possibility of money? I I think you put these two. Just like it, you know, they're speculated to be about a month apart. Uh, gives the local area a little bit of time to recover and get ready for another big weekend. Yeah, I, I, I see it, and that was probably, you know, something that the governor probably pushed was having it, you know, two separate weekends just for all the economic boost. Yeah, yeah. There's you there's know, some big numbers big that there's some big numbers that that they're able to track easily able to track. Um, when uh, when NASCAR comes to town of of hotel sales, restaurant sales, bar sales, convenience store sales. I mean, the amount of alcohol that flows through those places is insane. Uh, I kind of wish I was an uh, Iowa liquor sales rep for Iowa Speedway right now, but I'll just have to deal with still being a Nebraska sales rep. But hey, when uh, when we get done with the show. Yeah. <laughs> 
you know, on your uh, hotels.com. Oh, God, go good point. Next to the crack. Before they've heard about it, go go try and book. And book two weekends. Maybe I should do it now. 15th and book the one. At, I'm just saying when we're done with the show. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, know, I'm pulling up hotels.com right now just so I remember when we're done. Make a uh, make uh, make sure they're cancelable. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> book them for the right weekends and make sure they're cancelable. Yeah, book the Friday Saturday and uh, book it. You know, for three weekends. You know, make sure book the weekend of whatever it is, the eighth and ninth, and then the fifteenth and sixteenth, and the one after. Make sure we get the right weekend. Okay, Newton, Iowa, June 15th and 16th. We're just going to search this in person right now. The hotels are, <laughs> by the way, we are not staying at America's Best Inn. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's gone. it's gone. Oh, is it gone? Yeah, they tore it down. I was oh. by there. I had a delivery up there a month ago or something. Yeah. So I came up that Highway 14 where you go by that, what is it, Table Rock Lake, and you go by that turn over to Pella. Mm-hmm. Highway 14 is the east side of Knoxville Speedway. Road uh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, because uh, as we were driving up it to go up to that hotel, I thought, oh, how funny. It's Tony Stewart's Highway. Yep. That's just what I told you. Tony Stewart Highway, number 14. Uh, Super yeah, 8 by Wyndham in Newton. I think that was the one that we stayed at, right? The Super right. 8? $71 no. right now. Well, that's – well, yeah, but I uh, let's go to the one right by the track. Oh, what's that one? Let's see. This is – you're at like exit 64 and you want to be at like exit 60, 167. Yeah. Let me go a little ways down. What exit did you say it was on? I think it's on exit 167. It's the next exit going down the highway. Next exit east of that. Uh, Boulders in. Oh, they're all sold out for that weekend already. <laughs> all right. Well, then go back to the other place and go ahead and book that place for I, 71 bucks. Yeah, I would. Let's do that. We'll make sure it's it's uh, cancelable in case that's the wrong weekend. Got it. And more than likely, those ones right there at the track, NASCAR went in and booked them all. Yeah. I bet you a dime to the dollar. NASCAR booked all them. So hotels right now, uh, yeah, it might be a good idea, guys, to go ahead and book your hotel rooms if you're thinking about it. So anyways, uh, cool news for Iowa Speedway. Really excited. Uh, that's a track that you and I have been huge fans of. Seven-eighth mile racetrack. It is a... Um, it's a very uh it wears on tires tires uh quite a bit well it's it's not so much the wear on the tires you know they've uh when they opened that 2006 i think was the first year they ran there uh nascar didn't run there in any series until 2009 i think and uh but the track's got some bumps and stuff in it. That's what makes it interesting. It's not, you know, a piece of glass. It's got yeah. character to it. All right. So that's the news. The big news of the day from Iowa Speedway is that they're going to be getting a 2024 Cup Series race. And again, we should have the full schedule when NASCAR releases it on Wednesday. Um, Eric Amarola is still undecided for his 2024 season. Uh, says he still has no plans. Uh, but he will continue to pray, talk with his wife, talk with his kids, and see what will happen. Uh, do you expect to see him in the uh, number 10 uh, Stuart Haas Racing Machine next year? I didn't expect to see him this year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. It's it's far enough into the season. I think he's going to come back. 
I think he'll come back just because basically the ride's funded. So there's that. Uh, Kyle Busch is expected to race five truck series races in what was his series, his truck uh, team, but uh, will be uh, under uh, Spire Motorsports ownership. So he's still ex- he's expected to run five truck series races for that team uh, in the 2024 season. He's still going to be dabbling. Uh, Charlotte Motor Speedway set to honor Kevin Harvick with four pack of tributes on the final start. Uh, it sounds like Harvick's going to lead the way on the, um, they're going to do a historic four car collection. Uh, the number 72 hall ambulance, uh, Baja grill truck, the number one, I rock championship car, the number 33, Mr. Clean auto car, car wash car, and the number 29 Pennzoil platinum. Those are all die cast cars of Kevin Harvick's. He's going to be in the fan Q and a zone. And then um, there'll be a sign of respect during the pre-race fans will witness a symbolic moment as Kevin Harvick forever. A champion flag is parachuted into the infield at Charlotte motor speedway uh, by um, the flag is a uh, tribute to his achievements and unwavering legacy in NASCAR. So kind of a cool deal. Charlotte motor speedway announcing their tribute uh, to Kevin Harvick, who is in his uh, final few races. And speaking of Kevin Harvick, was disqualified after post-race inspection at Talladega found that the windshield fasteners were not secured. There are bolts that hold the windshield in place backed out over the course of 500 miles. Uh, This is a statement, I believe from Greg Zipidelli. We are in the process of diagnosing why this happened and how to prevent it moving forward. We're disappointed in NASCAR's decision to disqualify our race car and our hard-earned finish by our driver and our team, but we will not appeal. Our complete focus is on the remaining races of this year's schedule. Dirk, your technical side of it and your tech official side of it, do you feel this is something that Stuart Haas Racing was trying to get away with, or is this just a mistake that fell outside of the rule book? It's not going to be a mistake. Um, The car passed post-race inspection, or pre-race inspection, so the fasteners were there. The... (laughs) The only thing I can think of, and it's just because I've seen so much stuff, and again, my inspector mind, they could quite easily have just epoxied, uh, gorilla glued, crazy glued. However, just the uh, cap, they use cap screws. Okay. So it's, it's not a bolt that you can put a wrench on. It, it's normally got a, a six-sided cap screw. There's been instances in other places on cars where they've just cut the heads off of bolts and put them on there. It's not going to be a big weight deal. So uh, I, I don't know why they would have done that on a windshield, but they quite possibly could have. And, and then during the course of the race, you know, a, a chunk of rubber or anything could have come up and knocked them off. Yeah. I never heard anywhere in my time of doing those those big races that they backed out like that. You know, I've never heard of that before. It's a weird one, but you know, the level these guys are operating on, I never put anything past anybody. Well, that's why I'm saying they could have glued just the head of the cap hold on, you know, like every other one, but why you would do that. I, it's, it's not like you're saving four pounds. Yeah. You know, if you, if you took, if you didn't put any of the bolts in, you probably wouldn't save a pound. So it, it doesn't make any sense that, you know, you were trying to save weight. Is there um, any is there any advantage to maybe that thing that windshield, I don't know, moving, flexing a little bit and creating some sort of an air dam or some sort of of, a, of an aero advantage? Well, 
the bracing and all it sounds like was in place so i don't think the windshield could move a whole lot and keep in mind uh that four team has been penal has has where were they penalized a few years ago for the uh rear window bracing being loose right Right. that they were and that was pre that was pre disqualification time he received the penalty for that and i think right yeah, they just got a penalty at that time. Yeah. yeah, he received the penalty, and then the next weekend came back out and won again. And then in uh, after doing his burnout, he got out and smacked that back window to show it was solid. <laughs> <laughs> but it's you yeah. know it. I, these are the little things that I love about uh, the the gameplay between tech officials and teams is is that you know NASCAR doesn't in 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 IMCA and and URS, USRA. Uh, Malvern Banks, they don't get to or they don't penalize based on is it an air is it is it an advantage? Uh, they base it on is it in the rule book that this must be tight? Yes. Okay. Well, you're disqualified because it often comes out that these guys have found something that it may take NASCAR or the 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 series uh, a little while to get caught up on and realize that oh they did that on purpose and it wasn't a, it was an advantage. Yeah, but am I making sense? Yeah, to me, you are because I know what you're saying. I don't know what everybody else is saying. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you've said stuff like this before, and everybody goes, huh? Yeah. Uh, but this being a safety issue of, you know, that, that, because the whole windshield's in one piece. And for some reason, if one or two of those little tabs would fail or something in the windshield, possibly coming out of the car, yeah, you know, definitely, definitely a big safety deal. But uh, if they found something in the wind tunnel, you know, hey, if we let this windshield just flex this much, Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to make us this much faster. Yeah. Um, But whether that's the case or not, I mean, he was pushing, he was pushing Blaney. And uh, uh, so it it didn't make the car faster by itself because he wasn't able to pass Blaney. Yeah. Maybe it, maybe it made it better in the draft. Maybe being a little bit better in the draft made just a little bit better fuel economy. I mean, there's so many things it could be. Right. And by the <laughs> way, uh, this violates NASCAR rulebook 14562F, specifically stating windshield fasteners must remain secure for the entire event. So it's a clear violation of the rules, whether it was on purpose or not. Well, if one of them fell out or a half dozen of them fell out, doesn't yeah. make any difference. Doesn't matter. Uh, because of this, Kevin Harvick was stripped of his points, his stage points. He was relegated to finishing last, uh, which, you know, it, it, I guess is just kind of salt on the wound because they're not in the playoffs. Uh, this hurts them standing overall. But with it being Kevin's last year, this was is just, I think, probably more of a maybe a smudge on on his reputation on, on his final season. But you know, anybody in the industry knows that this, well, I guess I should, we just had that long conversation. So I guess I shouldn't say that, but it, 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 it's, it's, it's not a big detriment to that team because it wasn't like they were still vying to be in the playoffs. Right. It, yeah. It didn't, um, it, this wasn't, you know, the first race yeah. or they weren't in the round of 12. Right. Or whichever way you want to look at. Other cars heading to the R&D center there. Uh, NASCAR took several of them for engine dyno, took the 24 of William Byron, the 11 of Denny Hamlin, the 31 of Justin Haley, and the 41 of Ryan Priest. The 12 wow. of Ryan Blaney cleared post-race inspection, and he is officially the winner. 
the the part that I find interesting about what they took back for to Charlotte, yeah, they didn't say chassis dyno, they said engine dyno, right? Which means they're going to pull the motors out of them and just put them on the dyno, not go through everything. And I don't know why they didn't take like Riley Hurst in the thirty six, considering he qualified sixth. You know, that right. car had no business being in the top 15 in qualifying. No, well, and not necessarily. Maybe I'm putting words in your mouth, but uh, not necessarily that you're saying that they should take it because he may be illegal, but also t- take it just to find out where he's at. Exactly. Exactly. It yeah. might, you know, make, maybe they went and, and, you know, got a good motor for the weekend. You know, maybe their sponsor said, hey, I want that car up front. What's it going to take, you know, $300,000 to go buy a good engine? Here's your check. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Let's go through the uh, Yellowwood, uh, Kansas, excuse me, the Yellowwood, Yellowwood 500 results at Talladega. Ryan Blaney is your winner. Did you see the uh, post-race uh, press conference with him when he was talking about why he doesn't do burnouts? Absolutely. It was awesome. <laughs> so I saw uh, that first came to my attention Sunday night when I was thumbing through Facebook and it said that, He'd had a conversation years ago with Dale Inman, and, and Dale said, you don't see the jockey win the uh, Kentucky Derby and get off and beat the living heck out of the horse, and he used different language. And he uh, beat the living shit out of yeah, the horse. Yeah, it, it, Ryan kind of laughed about it. He goes, you know, it's kind of a good point. And so he he always said that he he doesn't like doing burnouts, but he, he, he I guess he decided Talladega was a good time to get off and beat the shit out of the horse. <laughs> And that was the that was the meme that I saw was uh, I guess he decided it was a good time to beat the shit out of the horse. Yeah. <laughs> and he hadn't even been drinking yet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, William yeah, Byron brings it home second. Danny Hamlin third. Corey LaJoy fourth. Austin Sindrick fifth. Then it was Haley Elliott, Priest, Herbst, and Suarez. Your top ten. Um, like we mentioned, uh, Kevin Harvick ended up being relegated to the 38th after being disqualified in post-race inspection. Ross Chastain uh, involved in an accident. He finished 37th. Uh, actually, quite a few people that you can list off. Um, Brad Kozlowski involved in an accident. This is pretty typical Talladega results. Actually, I'm going to yeah. retract that statement because there's only, you know, you got Chastain in 37th, Kozlowski in 32nd, Kyle Busch in 25th. Everybody else uh, can, of the current playoff drivers were up in the top 20. Well, Kyle Busch was involved in the race that put Chastain, or the crash that put Chastain out. Mm. And uh, and Brad's deal, um, uh, Hokovar um, moved up in front of him to try and catch the draft, and Brad tried to give him a little shove, and all hell broke loose. Yeah, and I saw that uh, Brad didn't blame Hokovar for anything on that, said it was just racing. Well, he had nothing to blame him on. I mean, yeah. and Hokovar said, he goes, you know, I just got pushed in the at the wrong time. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but still, I mean, you know, Brad's the one that, I mean, he'd won the second stage. He definitely had a car to contend for the title. They're kind of cruising around there with 25 laps left in the race. You know, it's. It's not like there were three laps to go and he was battling for a spot at the front. You know, a couple of those guys were back there. He was hooked up with Busher behind him and a couple of them were just biding their time. And, uh, you know, then this deal happens. So, yeah, Brad's got nobody to blame but himself on on that deal and getting knocked out. But it was crazy because 10, uh, 
probably three laps before that he was running around in second place and now he's back in 30th. Yeah. But that's how it was again, uh, one of those weird races, Ryan Blaney, who ends up winning it. He got shuffled back one time there with about 35 or 40 laps to go. He was running up front and tried to make a move. And next thing you know, he's running 30th. So it just, well, because of that win, Ryan Blaney punches his ticket to the round of eight. So he is, uh, he's going to be moving on bubble cars, Tyler. Uh, I'm going to start with Kyle Larson, 15 points above the cut line. Brad Kozlowski is two points above the cut line in eighth. Tyler Reddick, two points behind the cut line and Bubba Wallace is now nine points behind the cut line. Um, nothing new. I, I think Bubba's probably getting pretty used to this, you know, stress of, of, um, uh, of being behind the bubble and, and he seems to be handling it well. So, uh, we'll see what he can do uh, this coming weekend at, uh, at at the Charlotte Roval. Ross Chastain, 10 points down in 11th, and Kyle Busch, 26 points down in 12th. Uh, Kyle's probably going to have to be a win to get in. Ross might be able to be a benefactor of Brad or Kyle having some sort of early race incident and falling way back. Um, and he's able to jump up a couple of spots. I mean, there's there's not a lot of points between seventh and eleventh uh, that he couldn't make up a couple of spots. Well, and and Kyle's not that far back, considering they're going to a road course. Um, it's going to change the way a couple of these guys look at it because uh, Brad's where he is because he went out and he won that second stage at Talladega. Mm-hmm. If you don't win that, he's below the bubble, you know, <clears throat> and he's not. Uh, any type of a road course ace the guy right behind him tyler reddick i you know if i can go over the casino and i can bet tyler reddick gets four more points than brad keselowski i would do that yeah that's a very real possibility kyle larson 15 points above the cut line do you think he plays it safe or is he going race a kyle larson race he's gonna try and really bust qualifying to get a a front spot to start Mm -hmm. he's gonna you know that, that's what's going to happen here. All these guys in, in you know, that seventh, eighth, ninth, and tenth spot, they're all going to bust butt and try and qualify good. That's what they need. Yeah. But unfortunately, you're going to see a few guys that the only guy back there that I know is going to qualify good is Tyler Red. He is going to qualify good. He's a road course guy. He likes road courses. Yeah. And he might be my pick for Sunday. So we'll see if he can overcome me. Uh, you still got, um, Chase Elliott trying to win a race. Mm-hmm. He's pretty good um, road, road courser too. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Blaney's one at the Roval. So does Ryan Blaney go back to back? Um, of course, Michael McDowell, you know, another road course guy that can definitely go win there. So there's, there's several guys that are going to put the hurt <laughs> on, you know, some of these guys in the, on the bottom half of that, uh, uh, championship right yeah. now. So um, I think uh, what Danny Hamlin's about 50 some odd points above the cut line. 50, uh, yeah. 50, 50, 50 right points. at 50, 50. Yep. Um, you got Byron and uh, Blaney already moving on. Mm-hmm. So I would, I mean, for all practical purposes, Denny Hamlin's safe. Yeah, he's almost a race ahead. I mean, what 60 points can be gained in a race, uh, even I mean, there's there's very few possibilities of Denny getting eliminated on Sunday. They're there, I'm, but they're very few. 
I don't, I really don't know. I'd have to sit down with a calculator and put stuff on paper, but I don't think, I don't think he can be eliminated. I really don't. Well, if let's just say, obviously this is a total perfect case scenario, but Christopher Bell goes out there and sweeps and gets 60 points. Chris Busher runs second in stage one, second in stage two, finishes second, yada, yada, yada. For the winner, whoever wins, the points don't matter. Right. So let's say that that Bell, Busher, Truex, Larson, Keselowski, and Reddick all finish in order every one of the stages. Reddick should be able to get enough points to get by Hamlin if Hamlin goes out and wrecks on lap number one, say, and gets one point. Okay, but you're saying... maybe not. Maybe not. That's what I'm saying. I don't think there's a way Hamlin can get knocked out. Yeah, you might be right, because if Hamlin gets one point, then... He's 51 points above Reddick. And if Reddick gets, I, I don't know, it, it it would, I, I don't know. It, there's too many. Okay. You're the, the numbers guy, not me. If you win both <laughs> stages, but don't win the race and you run second, you're going to get 55 points. Yeah. Okay. But there's got to be like four guys that do better than that to knock him out. That can't happen. Yeah. Because even if somebody got 54 points and then 53 points and 52 points, that's only three other drivers. So there can only be four drivers that can get more points without winning a race. Yeah, I don't I don't think Hamlin can get knocked out. Okay. I think we're there. <sighs> All right. Uh we'll get you set for this weekend's race at the Roval and uh we'll cover more uh news and headlines, talk more about Iowa Speedway and uh so much more coming up on Thursday's show. By the way, uh, big thanks to Quaker Steak and Lou for the continued support of the front stretch. Get down uh, to the Touch Truck event coming up here in a couple of weeks. Make sure you like Quaker Steak and Lube on Facebook. Follow their Facebook page. Get the latest updates and enjoy their food porn. It's pretty on point. And I think I can say that. It's that's it's definitely, I mean, all the sauciness of those wings is just naughty, but delicious. Damn it, I might be talking myself into Quaker Steak tonight. Uh, do you got anything else for us, Dirk? Uh, no, except that I know we got to get busy and we got to, uh, I was hoping to start next week on the, uh, the ninth, but I think we better start and get some interviews booked on the 16th. Yeah, I agree. I I was thinking about that today. I want to give it two weeks for people to get, uh, their schedules together. So, uh, yeah, let's start working on putting shows together down at Quaker steak. I'll message, uh, Whitney down there and make sure they're available the 16th and, We'll do, uh, you know, maybe we'll start off with Eagle or something like that or uh, somewhere relatively close and, and kind of branch out from there uh, and do shows and put a schedule together for everybody. Yeah, I mean, we need to get going on that. And because uh, if we can go the 16th, the 23rd, um, probably skip the 30th with Halloween coming the night after. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we got to gotta book Eagle. We're still actually racing this weekend. So uh, I know Corning's running. I'm not sure who else locally. Uh, well, I think uh, I think Park Jefferson's. Are they running this week or next week with the Iron Cup? I don't know. All right, All guys, right. that's going to do it for us today. Big thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with another edition of The Front Stretch, presented by Joe's Carding and Quaker Steak and Lube.
We all have that coworker that runs their mouth off at how great they are. They shot a five under par, 95 mile an hour fastball, bench press 375, brah. Wouldn't you love to shut them up by schooling them at Joe's Karting? Council Bluffs premier indoor karting track, professionally designed so each corner is your opportunity to embarrass your coworker. Call Buddy for your next company outing at 712-256-5278. Joe's Karting, white knuckle racing just across the river on 23rd Avenue next to AMC 17. Quaker Steak and Lube in Council Bluffs continues to offer the best wings, burgers, and steaks seven days a week, along with great daily specials. Mondays are Kids Night, where kids eat for just 99 cents with the purchase of an adult entree. Tuesdays is All You Can Eat Wings Night for just $17. Enjoy a half rack of baby back ribs for just $13.50 on Wednesdays, and you choose on Thursdays for just $12. You can pick between 15 fried shrimp, a pickup cheeseburger, 15 breaded wings, or six boneless wings. Check out Quaker Steak and Lube and Council Bluffs on Facebook for all their daily specials. Get to Quaker Steak and Lube. 